and welcome to this podcast of Voice of Believers. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you biblical truth as well as instruction to be a servant for our Lord Jesus Christ. Becoming a Bible believer is as important, if not more, than ever. In this podcast, the foundation and basis is always the King James Bible of 1611, our pillar and our ground for true doctrine. to welcome you to a new episode of Voice of Believers. And today we would like to talk about the subject which probably is going to take more than one podcast. It's uh, it's a very large subject. Um, and it's the subject of eternal security. So we have gone with you so far with the Bible, which is obviously the foundation, the authority. And then we talked about uh, the gospel and how to present the gospel. They would like to talk about eternal security. And I think that for a person or for a human being that gets saved, the gospel is the most important uh, thing. But I believe that then if you if you, if we read in the scripture first corinthians 15 verse 4 when it says uh, and after three days he rose again to me that's a very important part because because of his uh, uh, because he was risen is because we have eternal life and and we have eternal security that comes along with that and to me i, I always say to to the people that i uh, minister to I believe that the the book or the the epistles of Paul, Paul has been the the apostle that God has chosen, mm -hmm. I believe, and he has been the apostle that obviously gave us the gospel, gave us you know uh, the fact that we that we've been aliens uh, to the to the Commonwealth of Israel. So so he gave us a lot of truths, and, and so I always look into into his epistles. Not to mm -hmm. say that I leave alone John or Matthew or Mark and all that. Uh, I'm not, and I want to make this clear. If anybody heard the word before, I'm not a hyper dispensationalist, but I do believe that the that that Paul has is uh, mainly the one that I go to when it's about doctrine in the church. So in in Romans eight thirty eight, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And because of that, it seems to me, or at least to me, that's the main reference that I can see uh, that God gave through Paul about eternal security. And I think that... Uh, anybody always looks in in book of hebrews and they try to prove something which i don't believe it's even written there because it's taken uh, with a preconceived idea or they're looking in the book of matthew but the problem that i see is i always look who spoke to whom and jesus christ spoke to a bunch of jews that were still under the law so can i say john 3 is the re you know your your the rebirth of course i can take that but so does Paul. And Paul, for me, has the bigger say-so in the matter because of Titus 3, verse 5. And so the same thing with eternal security. I wouldn't go to, to John 10 and say, and say that because Jesus Christ says nobody takes him out of my hands, which I believe, doctrinally speaking, will probably be uh, for Israel, uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, that uh, that's the main verse that I would go to. Not to say that that does not 
um, confirm what Paul says. And I, I, you know, I don't know what you what your take is on that matter, but that's kind of uh, the the way I'm 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 taking everything. To me, that's almost the final uh, <laughs> the final verse or the final authority about the the whole subject of eternal security. You can't question it. Uh, as soon as you go to Romans 8:38 and 39, you're you're basically every argument is is done in my opinion. Amen. Um, yeah, I think the the subject of eternal security, as you said, was um, before you can look into that and 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 really understand it, you have to look into the first of all the church age, as you said. You 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 don't have to. Uh, call us a hyper dispensationalist to say that you cannot find out what the uh, eternal security is without looking into the church age. And Paul is called the apostle of the Gentiles. Titus tells us in Paul's gospel that, that God who cannot lie has promised us eternal life. And if, if, if I, if I, if I discount Paul, or if I don't let that be my source of where I'm going to understand the mechanics of, uh, of salvation, then you'll never be under uh, be able to understand uh, eternal security. Uh, everything in, that God does is to be taken by faith. Uh, that does not mean that God doesn't give us evidence of our faith. Uh, I think one of the biggest uh, problems that Christians uh, and the reason that they doubt is because they've never considered the evidence, and so therefore they can't rest their faith upon it. And faith is not just a blind faith that we're not to believe anything. Uh, or, or not have any proof of what we believe. And the Apostle Paul uh, gives the mechanics of salvation in the sense that, number one, that Jesus Christ fulfilled the righteousness of the law, and Jesus Christ, therefore, uh, was in a position in Romans chapter 3 to impute to us the righteousness of God because he fulfilled it when he lived his life here. And that's what I mean when I say the mechanics of salvation and if you understand the mechanics of salvation, you understand why you are eternally secure. Jesus Christ has already fulfilled every aspect of the law for the sinner, and he's presented his life as a substitute for our life so that when God looks upon his son, he sees that the life that, that was lived on this earth was in complete compliance uh, and, and complete um, and complete. Um, um, uh, the German word would be uh, in Zufriedenheit, uh, but he was he was living in in complete uh, compliance with the law, mm -hmm. so that when he uh, so that when he gave his life, you and I are deemed righteous uh, upon that life. The Apostle Paul gives the mechanics of salvation, which I believe are also very important for the doctrine of eternal security. Uh, there's all kinds of verses on, uh, uh, on eternal security that say we have everlasting life, but apparently most people can't simply take God at his word. Well, which is why, you know, when people go to obviously these verses like John 3, 16, John 3, 36, John 10, obviously people always say, yeah, but, but I can. And what about if I, you know, do wrong after I got saved mm -hmm. and <laughs> That's the, you know, the apparent um, argument behind it. And I always tell everyone who brings that argument and say, well, Paul himself say it uh, in Romans 7, 24, or wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? 
and I tell people, say, well, first of all, you're just as much, your body, your, your flesh is just as much a sinner or sinful or wicked as it was before your mm -hmm. salvation. Some, sometimes people, do they think just because they got saved, they got perfect. And I mean, all three parts of their, of their being, and that is body, soul, and spirit. And the spirit always has been perfect. The, the soul became perfect, but the body is not. Amen. And and the flesh, our flesh is is my flesh is always causing a problem. I was telling our church, you know, it's it's like with music, <laughs> bad music or what we call bad music with a beat. It's not that my flesh doesn't like that. Any any I I don't know a person who would not like that, which is why they make it like that. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they the music industry is not stupid. They know what they have to do, what a body likes. But I've obviously the same at the same time. I don't have like you know holy thoughts when I when I swing uh, swing around, right. which is why I don't listen to it because I don't want to give my flesh too many opportunities to express itself. But uh, I believe that most people just don't understand that. They think, now I got saved, now I cannot sin anymore. Yeah, you do. You, you still right. do. Your, your flesh is just, again, it's just as it was before you got saved. Mm -hmm. And that does not mean you're not eternally saved. It means that you have a flesh and it's for, for us very much alive. But for God, it's dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is Romans 7 verse 1 to 4 it's dead for, for God so so one has to make like you said one I think has to make the argument of um, judicially and one has to make the argument of practical now practically yes. uh, let's face the fact we are very much uh, still in, in some problems with ourselves but judicially you're saved you, there, there is nothing that, that, that can change that Amen. And that's, again, I think one of the greatest problems with understanding the, uh, the doctrine of eternal security is understanding those mechanics of why you're saved forever. Jesus Christ promised us that we're saved forever. He said that we're saved forever. The question is, if can we take God at his word? Most people can't. Um, I mean, if you just take Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, for example, the Bible says, uh, looking... Mm -hmm under Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Uh, we all believe that Jesus Christ had a, uh, a had the initial um, uh, drawing us to the gospel after we've heard the gospel, that the gospel, through the preaching of the gospel, drew us unto the truth that Jesus Christ was active in, in the beginning of our faith. But somewhere uh, it's preached today that once you're saved, that then it's dependent upon you to carry out that salvation and to live out that sa salvation in order to somehow show that you're worthy of eternal life. Um, when actually the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of eternal life. Uh, and, and like I said, people, people have a tar hard time taking God by word uh, at his word um, and the reason for that is because they don't understand the mechanics of the salvation. If first John two 25 says that, and this is the promise that he hath promised us even eternal life. And if God has promised us eternal life, he said, he gave you an eternal life. Why do people doubt it so much? And 
if 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 it's dependent upon the the mechanics of the salvation, what what took place in the believer's life, uh, is that not the place that we should go and make sure that we sure up the Christians in their walk, uh, so that they can understand this is the workings of God and and is not our own works that's justifying us before God, but we are justified by God, and therefore we should work for God. But those works do not make us saved. They don't keep us saved, and they will not in the future at some point declare us to be saved. See, that's why I'm always going back to the book of uh, to any epistle of Paul. Now, Paul said very clearly, listen, there's nothing that can separate you. And so I had a guy, he wrote me an email, and he uh, asked me about Revelation 3 verse 5. Now, I wanna, don't want to go in detail about you know the, the, the different dispensations, but here's the interesting part about it. The guy asked and said, well, the Bible says he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not mm. blot, out, blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. It says, well, it says here clearly he that overcometh. Mm. So I replied and I said, and I didn't go into the argument, you know, this is written for the tribulation. But what I did is I said, well, how do you overcome? And so the Bible is very clear about that. Well, <laughs> whosoever is born of God overcome the world. And this Amen. is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. So Amen. the faith in Jesus Christ or the faith that Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ that he was given to us has given you eternal life. So you have overcome. So Amen. therefore you are white, uh, Raymond. And yes, he will not blot you out of his name. So the verse that in the first instance looks like you can lose your eternal security can only be viewed like that if you come with the preconceived idea or the assumption that that's what it means mm -hmm. but but if we come to the and i believe the verse by the way i believe the verse could technically tech technically be taken doctrinally for both uh dispensations but because of that because i have overcome through the lord jesus christ and because of my faith first john 5 verse 5 says it so mm -hmm. so it's interesting that people take these verses out of and they don't even consider well how did i overcome well you've already overcome the world there there is nothing that you have to to do in order for you to overcome and mm -hmm. that's that's where i believe and that's something maybe obviously with more of the verses we can take for the next podcast but one thing i do believe I see that when people get saved, number one, I really think that it's strange and odd that when people get saved, that they've never had a change in, in their life. Uh, because that's usually an argument that's brought against. Well, what about if you got saved and you lived as wicked as before and you, you know, you did all this stuff? Well, first of all, I've never seen it. To be honest, I've never seen this. I, I just think that works maybe in a textbook, just like the geological column that can only be found <laughs> in a textbook. But <laughs> but I don't see that in, in, in reality. And so, but if a person is presented the gospel at the same time, and especially those that grow up in families where this, and I don't, I, I call it heresy. It's 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 from the pits of hell to to say that a person is not internally secure because now he has to do he has to 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 do works. And in mm -hmm. my book, when you do know from the beginning, 
I have to still to do, to do works in order for me to keep being safe. I believe there is a danger of that person never understanding or having understood the gospel to the fullest mm-hmm. extent, and maybe he's even lost. And, um, and that's a very harsh and very hard saying. And obviously, I'm not the, the judge of it. Mm-hmm. But I would seriously question if, 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 if somebody's out there today and says, I got saved, but I got saved in the, with the idea that I can lose it again. You might haven't understood uh, what uh, the Lord did and the blood of Christ and, and his work of, of righteousness that he gave you. I think that's something to be considered. I think it's very much uh, something to be considered. First uh, John 5.10 says that, that, uh, that he that believeth uh, on the Son of God hath the witness in himself, and he that believeth not hath made God a liar. And the Bible says, and this is the record, the very next verse said, and this is the record that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. So if God tells you that he's given you eternal life and that is the record and he that believeth not hath made God a liar, then I think it's very something we need to take very uh, serious. And that's why uh, I quoted Titus chapter one, verse two, the hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie hath promised us before the world began that's that's something that god says over and over in his scripture and like i said i can understand someone not wanting to take me simply by my word but if i take the time and explain to you the mechanics of salvation and you see how god has given it to you and you still doubt what god has said you've got an underlying problem there and it could be as you said it could be you never were saved but you certainly cannot, uh, uh, you have a problem in, uh, that you cannot trust God at his word. I mean, people have to obviously uh, rethink and pray about uh, what they accepted. Like I said, we can't, neither one of us can be the judge of that. But what I can say is that I would not take this lighthearted. And I have seen throughout the last 30 years, people that went to church that even were baptized that found out that they were not saved. And I'm not saying somebody that, you know, did that over and over again. At some point, if, if a person comes to me five times, say, well, I don't know if I'm saved. I would say, well, how did you get saved? Dude? I mean, did you understand what you, what you uh, accepted? Yes. Do you understand Jesus Christ? The only way? Yes. Do you believe that he can give you only, he can give you the righteousness and you're not enough. Yeah. I said, you need to stop worrying about, because again, and that's Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. I think most people read that verse and everybody quotes this, you know, for, for by grace are you saved and that is not of yourself, it is a gift of God. Well, what is the gift of God? Mm-hmm. It's the faith. And one time with a German man, I made a huge argument about that, which, you know, he believe that the gift of God is grace. I said, well, it's not, not according to that verse and not according to every verse that I know. Isn't it interesting? The Bible says the faith of Jesus Christ, not the faith to Jesus Christ. Or in faith in or, Jesus or, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that, 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 that's uh, the verse says very clearly that's the faith of, well, Amen. it's not how much faith you had personally. It's the faith that was given to you, which is Praise never God. going to be taken away from you. Praise and God. again, 
probably something that people don't understand. I give you the last word. Oh, I think that's the last word everyone should hear is that God gave us something and it was a gift. And if we had to work to give it, uh, to get it, if we have to work to keep it, then it's no longer a gift. God gave us the, the gift of salvation through faith. God gave us the faith to believe. And at some point, uh, like I said, there's a fundamental problem with someone that can't simply take God at his word. And so I'm very thankful to talk about this subject today. I think it's a needful subject. I think if people can get a hold of this truth here, um, and maybe we can talk about that next week in the next podcast, uh, of, uh, that's one of the, the number one uh, arguments against eternal security is, well, if I believe like that, I, would, I could just sin like I wanted to and just do whatever I wanted to. And most of the time, the people that say that have never understood the mechanics of salvation. They themselves have a problem taking God at his word. And eternal security does not give you a free license to sin. In eternal security, uh, if you really understand the mechanics of salvation, you understand what Jesus Christ did for you, and you're ashamed of your sin, and you sin every day, just like you did before, but you sin more, you don't want to sin anymore, you, uh, you, 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 you take the position, like you said, of the, of, of the Apostle Paul, oh, wretched man that I am, that doesn't give you a license to sin. That, that gives you a, a deep reverence and a fear of God. Uh, everyone that really understands eternal security has a deep reverence and understanding of God. Amen. That's uh, very true. And I, I say it again, and I say it after every podcast. If you are out there and you're looking to people that can teach you the Bible and can disciple you, why don't you just say it, come to us and uh, email us at voice at uh, answers at voiceofbelievers.com. We are here for you. We, we would like to answer your question. Not only that, we would like to come to you, maybe wherever you are. You say, well, but but I live somewhere in, in Africa or I live somewhere in Asia. It doesn't matter to us. It's only a plane away. Um, so we would like to teach you. We would like to disciple you and so you can be fruitful and multiply. Because you will, because you will hear in our podcast that we will talk about subject that you can multiply. We're not going to talk to you about nonsense, uh, which you find out in the internet. Most of it is nonsense. You're never going to multiply anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so, which is why we're not talking about the Greek. If you haven't found that out yet, you go and find out. We're not because that's nonsense. <laughs> we're going to talk to you about things that matter. And so we hope that this podcast has been a blessing. Next week we continue on that subject, eternal security. So be sure to. Tune in again.